So let me start off with a little stewardship Sunday joke. A pig and a chicken were out taking a walk and they came upon a church which had a big sign outside. And that sign said, ham and egg breakfast, all you can eat for $2. The chicken said to the pig, that's a good idea. We should do that sort of thing for our church. The pig thought it over and said to the chicken, well, that's easy for you to say. For you, an egg is just a contribution. But for me, ham is real commitment. I can hear you laughing, even if I can. On this Stewardship Sunday, I hope uh, you'll join me in thinking about the difference between contribution and commitment. Too often, stewardship has come to stereotypically mean how much money should I give to the church, and that's not what stewardship is about at all. To talk about stewardship is to talk about a way of living, a way of hopeful living. It's not merely a way to pay a church's bills. It's about knowing whose we are, and it's about helping us to have a new perspective on who we are and who we're called to be. Children of God within this body of Christ, called to commit ourselves to the work of God in all aspects of our lives, independent of the circumstances that we find ourselves in, whether in the midst of a pandemic or not, whether we're gathered in person or in spirit, whether we're losing or winning elections, we are called to be children of God within this body of Christ who commit ourselves together to its ministry. As well as figuring out what that call from God is for our life in all aspects of our life, which I hope this church helps you to think about, helps you perhaps to even answer at times. This committing of ourselves to God is obviously not just a one-time thing. It's a never-ending journey that we're on. Paul talks about this journey in many of his letters, including the two letters we read from this morning. In our lesson from Philippians, he says, Not that I've already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Paul sees faith as a process, as, as a journey, a continual journey toward Christ, toward a sense of a living God, a God ever-present with him, not only in the physical sense, but alive with him, through him, around him. A God who invites him and us to grow as individuals and as a church. God, you might say, has invested, has invested in us, made us who we are. And the question for us is, where do we invest? What has been invested in us? Where do we invest our time? Where do we invest our resources? Where do we invest our hearts? Another question is, do we think we have something worthwhile here in our church to invest in is their value in this journey that we're on together. I hope the answer for you is yes to this question. Whether you've been involved in this church for a long time or involved in a little, 
that you see the value that this church brings to you, to others, and to the community. And that a commitment to this ministry that we share in together, a, 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 a commitment to this investment in this ministry that we share in together does offer us, each of us, a return. It connects us when we feel disconnected. It gives us something to hold on to in life when we feel life at times slipping through our fingers. It centers us when we feel uncentered. It offers hope when hopelessness starts to seep in. It does all those things a rope does that we do together. Remember those words of Paul, the one thing I do, I press on. Those are good words to hear in the midst of a pandemic. Those are good words to hear at all times in our life. Every time we gather for worship, we should remind ourselves the one thing I do is I press on. No matter what the past, no matter what the distractions, no matter what the disturbances, this church should bring us back to God's purpose to God's resources, to God's connectedness. It should focus us. Henry Nouwen once wrote about how it was true in our society that there was this growing sense of being unfulfilled which underlied our filled lives. A growing sense of being unfulfilled underlies our filled lives. And this is, I think, true both in non-pandemic times as well as in days of pandemic. There's so much out there that fills up our lives, and we need to wonder what it adds up to. This church of ours should be a centering point, a, 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 a place of heart that fills us, that fulfills us, that calls us to be focused on the life that God calls us to lead that fulfilling and filling life. It should comfort us when we feel afflicted and afflict us when we feel comforted or too comfortable. It should remind us of who we are and whose we are and the unchanging gospel truth of that for each of us. I remember reading once uh, a story uh, about a pastor who many years ago was walking along uh, a Cape Cod shoreline on an especially stormy, terribly stormy night. And he came upon an old sea captain who was walking along the shore as well. And because of the wind and the storm and the waves whirling around them, they had to yell at each other just to hear each other as they walked together. And while they were walking together in the midst of this stormy night, suddenly the old sea captain stopped dead in his tracks, and put his hand to his ear and said, Do you hear that? There's a ship in distress out there. The pastor uh, who was walking with the sea captain listened tried to hear, but he couldn't hear anything. But the old sea captain's ear was trained to hear a cry of distress. And above the roar of that storm, he heard that cry. And so the story goes that they went and reported, the, the captain convinced the pastor, and they went and reported what the captain had heard. And sure enough, 
They, the, 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 the Coast Guard rescued three fishermen who were clinging to an upturned boat in the middle of that sea. I share with you that story because that is what being a steward is all about. That's what stewardship is all about. It's about being able to hear the call of God in the midst of the world's distractions, in the midst of the storminess of life, and committing yourself to answering that call. A call that might be coming out of your own yearning, or a call that might of distress, that might be of need, that might be coming from society. And that's a really difficult thing to do on your own. And that's why faith communities are so important. Because to do that, to be able to hear that in the midst of everything else that goes on in our life, we need each other. You need each other. Because remember, it's not what the church can do for you that I'm talking about this morning or ever. It is what we can do for each other. The church is simply and powerfully you. Now, I could say you, 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 you. So I'm pointing to a whole bunch of people when I say you. But you, specifically you, are the church. It's because you give in the many ways you give that we're able to do what we do that makes such a difference in people's lives, including your own. And probably most importantly, your own. Like Paul wrote in his letter to the Ephesians that I read from earlier, we all bring different gifts to this ministry that we share in, but we are united in Christ, united through a living God, united in hope as we are joined together into one body. No matter where we are, literally, no matter who we are, no matter what our individual journeys, and no matter where we are in those faith journeys, we're called to help each other grow in faith and in love and in hope and in service. I know, I am sure that God has a vision for this church in the year ahead. As, and as with any stewardship campaigns, a part of it is thinking about our call to grow individually and as a church. And I know that growth, change of any kind can make us a little nervous. But I remember back to the way, um, and maybe you had this in your house, my mom and dad used to chart our growth when we were kids. We had, you know, on a door frame, did you have a door frame at home when you had, uh, every now, every couple months, your parents would say, stand up against that door frame. And they would take a pencil and mark it off. And every few months, it's amazing, you'd grow. Now, obviously, as your parents were doing that, in the back of their mind, we're going, I hope this kid just doesn't grow in inches. I hope that, that this, this child of mine grows in experience, that they grow in life, that they grow in faith, that they grow as a part of community, that they see themselves growing into the fullness, into fulfillment that I hope for them. Every parent does that. God does that for each of us. Long after we stop growing in inches, 
at least vertical inches. Maybe there's other inches we keep growing in, but as long as we stop growing in vertical inches, God hopes we continue to grow uh, in who we are as children of God. I hope that you feel called uh, to have part of that growth come alive within this church that you share in together to commit yourself to each other, united in hope, gathered in spirit. Now, we all wish that this campaign was united in hope, gathered in person. But that is not possible now. Yet we press on. We will strain forward to what lie ahead. And what that means for you and me we live within that unknown. But we will strain forward to what lies ahead because that is what it means to be people of hope. That is what it means to be united in hope. Whether we can see each other every day or not, whether we can see each other every Sunday or not, we are in this together. You are the church. And this is what stewardship is about, to trust in a God that trusts, that trusts in us, that has placed in our trust a, a measure of time, a unique set of talents, and all the resources we need to carry out God's will for our lives. And I promise you, it is an exciting future that lies ahead for you as a person committed to the journey of faith, to growing in spirit as a child of God, as a part of this body of Christ or wherever God leads you. But at least for now, within this body of Christ, building itself up in love, in peace, in justice, and in growing in those unlimited possibilities that God puts before you, before us, united in hope. And so, I invite you this morning, if you have not already. Now, normally, we would have this basket that I'm going to bring down and hopefully be transferred to down here that I normally do. I bring down this basket when this hymn is sung, the hymn after the sermon. And I invite people to put their pledges in this basket as we sing together. Now, right now in the chat, Mike's going to put up again the website that invites you if you have it, the what? Oh, the site. www.harvardeverettchurch.org. And then you go to the giving page, and then you go pledge for 2021. You can go to that site. If you haven't pledged, I hope you will. Uh, as we're singing together, because at the very end of this service, the very end of this service, uh, we will have the opportunity our pledge secretaries are totaled up. Usually we have a meal together and we celebrate and share where we are this first Sunday. We are going to have a meal together. But we're going to hear during this, the last hymn, not this hymn, the last hymn, I'm going to text from our 
church financial secretary. She's going to let us know where we are. I'll let you know where we are as we are on this journey together. But during this hymn and during the rest of the service, consider pledging. slash giving slash stewardship. That's all you need. You'll get there. And we will get there together. So thank you for considering pledging. Let me share and with a word of prayer. Loving and gracious God, we thank you for this gift that you give to us, the gift of life, the gift of the very breath that we take, every step we take, every word we share, every hand we hold, every word we listen to. We thank you for each day and for the opportunity to make each day special for the choices we make each day to find who we are. And so here we are as a member of this church family, a member of this worshiping body, we don't know what 2021 will bring, what changes will bring, where we'll be. But dear God, let us in this moment take a step of faith. Make a pledge. Let us commit ourselves for this church or for our future, just that discipline of giving. We thank you for this opportunity to be part of this church on this day, this time, and for the months ahead. Lead us forward. Uniting in hope, gathering in spirit. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And now we sing together. Uh, we are the church. Or something like we are God's people. Say my idea. We are God's people. Two two zero two 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 zero. The way we sing, or right there in the hymns that you have on your live stream, or from. 